0: episode 19 we are talking with rachel homan who is currently a college senior studying dietetics i wanted to bring rachel on not only because of her work in nutrition and dietetics but also because she is a refreshing voice and advocate in the health and fitness space that we need to be more focused on health at every size and not so focused on diet in fact she calls this the anti-diet movement this is a really great interview and I know it will challenge you to rethink about labeling foods as healthy or unhealthy. It's time to adapt to a plant-based palate, minimize waste, and respect our environment. Hello, we are Joe and Sarah Hayes, and we are the hosts of the Bowl of Life podcast, where we are encouraging you to join the plant-forward food movement.
1: It's time for vegetables to move from the side of your plate to the center, and we are here each week to help you do that.
0: So if increasing your vegetable consumption and limiting your animal proteins sounds like a win-win to you, go grab a spoon or fork and let's dive in to learning more about how you can beat plant forward. Hello and welcome back once again to the Bull of Life podcast. Today, I am joined by my niece, Rachel, who is actually a senior right now at UNC Greensboro, majoring in dietetics. I am so excited to have her on the podcast, not only because she's my niece, but she has an amazing perspective on health, fitness, and how that word diet affects us mentally. And that is what we are actually talking about today. We are going to talk about the anti-diet movement. So enough about me. Let's talk with Rachel. Welcome to the
1: show, Rachel. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, everybody. Thank you, and Sarah, for having me. <laughs> um, like she said, I am currently a senior studying nutrition and dietetics. So if you don't know what that is, it's pretty much the science behind nutrition. So we go into biochemical perspectives of food and how it affects our body. When I'm not studying. I'm also a certified personal trainer. So I love fitness and I like how to incorporate that into my lifestyle as well as incorporate the healthy choices and the healthy food aspects that I get to learn about in school. I'm also a dog mom, which is new. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a six month old miniature Dachshund that takes up most of my time. Now he's kind of a full time job, but he's super cute. Um, and so it's just been a great addition to my life, especially with COVID, having a little puppy to hang out with. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much everything about me.
0: Oh, <laughs> it's so fun. And actually, Winston is here with us recording. Yes, I, first time we've had a little puppy on the podcast. We'll have to post a picture of him when we do this because <laughs> he's adorable. But, wow, so dietetics and nutrition and yeah. the whole science behind it. So you know your stuff, mm-hmm. plus you have the fitness, and you had mm-hmm. to study components of nutrition and that as well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that is why, you know, I wanted to talk to you. I've always been fascinated with nutrition, but you're actually like studying it. you like learning the science behind Mm -hmm. it and like why we actually need nutritious food and all of that stuff and, you know, how that makes us work better Mm -hmm. (laughs) as human beings. So you had brought this up to me, the anti-diet movement. And I loved that because, I mean – there's so many times, even on past podcasts, when I've been like, oh, I hate to use this word diet. Yeah. And so then I'm like, but what word do you use? Do you mm-hmm. say, l-? OK, they're on that that lifestyle choice, which just sounds weird because nobody understands what that means. But everyone understands what diet means. But it's just it's a negative word. You know, Um, I think I talked about on um, the podcast with. Erica from Live, Thrive, Grow, and she pointed out that diet, the first three words of diet are, our first three letters are D-I-E, die. So it's very negative. It is. is. So I love this concept of the anti-diet movement.
1: First off. What is it? So tell me what it is. And is it just another fad? Yeah. So one of the main things that I like about the university that I attend is that recently we've adopted the Hays Movement, which stands for health at every size. Mm -hmm. So going from it from a nutrition professional perspective as they're educating us how to treat clients and patients, we need to be able to look at that individual and see that their health status is not based off of what Mm -hmm. we can physically see. So going from it from a more medical health perspective, perspective. The anti-diet movement has really been taken on by almost every nutrition professional I can say, or at least in some way or another, just because there is a lot of science to back up that nutrition is super personalized. And if you're on social media and you're seeing all these posts like, oh, this is healthy per se, this is low carb, low fat. Well, what does health mean? What, What does healthy food mean? It's actually one of the first concepts that we learned about as a freshman in college was that No food is really considered unhealthy or or healthy. It really Mm. is dependent on the person, and there are so many factors that can go into that. So coming from it from that perspective, we really want to make sure that people are fully aware from that in order to stay away from disordered eating, which could not necessarily mean eating disorder. It could just mean disordered eating of all types. Um, Fear of different foods, thinking that foods are healthy or unhealthy, when in reality, who's that to say except for that person themselves? Well, right. And I
0: mean, this is actually something that kind of goes back to how we've kind of been groomed as a society and maybe something that our parents passed down to us. Um, I think I heard somebody say recently, like, you know what? You, you, you know, your kids always look at you, mom, as you know everything about me. Exactly. So suddenly mom's saying, well, you don't like the broccoli, honey. And they're thinking, oh, I don't like broccoli, I guess. You know, and then, you know, or something like, well, don't eat those unhealthy cookies. Eat this healthy apple. You know, we've all got trapped in that. Mm-hmm. This is something that's just, oh, ingrained in us. But I love that, that health at every size. You said that's called Haze, H-A-Z-E.
1: Yes. So H-A-E-S.
0: I was going to say, case yeah. the other way would be <laughs> something totally so. different. I think so. <laughs> Which that's what I was like, I don't think I got yeah. that right. So yeah. what
1: was that again? Spell it out. So it's health at every size. So health H-A-E-S. Okay, perfect. That so. makes sense. 90%
0: sure. <laughs> We will make sure to link that correctly in the show notes. But I love that because health for someone is – for someone who looks one way is something entirely different for someone else because we all have different genetics. We all have different shapes. We all, God made us all different for a reason. Um, So why do you think though we are obsessed as a nation with looking Small versus being healthy at every size yeah, so because that is such a bad
1: just thing. And I think social media has ramped it up so much too. Mm-hmm. And just like, like you said, it really starts at a young age. Um, I took a lifestyle through nutrition class and some people might not be aware of this, but most eating disorders start with young boys between the age of 7 to 10 just because they hear their parents like, okay, this is bad. This is good. So it might necessarily look like an eating disorder, which you might think, but they're going into that food, going into that meal with these preconceptions. So what is bad? What is good? So it does start as as a young age. And as you grow older, I mean, the obvious answer is just social media and just these companies that want to portray like, quote unquote low calorie low food low sugar you know whatever you know the cost may be into these products so we see this and we say oh my goodness this, this must be so good for me because it's low calorie but what's really in the food so I think it definitely can go back to just honestly it's just a society that we live in it's the social media it's the constant push of media we're constantly on our phones constantly watching tv constantly on the computer hearing ads all the time about unhealthy healthy food and like who's you know who said that you know like who's who's deciding how these are marketed you know is it a dietitian and a, a dietitian would never necessarily put that on there because they know that for one person it might be you know a, a viable option for them as a healthy snack but for another person it might not be
0: right it really comes down to your composition and makeup and how your body processes things and you know, I mean, I go back to, like, there's so many health food super foods, superfoods out there right now, and I've ate them all. God knows it. But some of them, you know, when I've listened to my body and I've been like, you know what, chia seeds, uh, or however you say it, because I always say it wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is it chai seeds? Chai seeds, I think. Chai- <gasps> yeah, you know, it looks like chia to me, but I think that was actually a pet that you could grow in the 80s um anyways but they they don't process well for me so that mm. could be a so-called people labeled as a superfood but for myself i have major digestion issues when i eat those seeds. yeah and
1: it's it's really mm. it's a scary thing because i feel like a lot of people are lacking in nutrition information and um that just could be just you know following what the media says and so some people you know As a nutrition professional or going to be a nutrition professional, I'm able to be like, oh, wow, like this is labeled as low sugar, but like what? How does it taste sweet? What's really in this and how is it going to affect my body? So I think the number one step that I would say as a society is we need to be able to individually educate ourselves because sadly, the marketing is never going to change. And so being able to decipher what you're actually eating is super important.
0: Right. So I listened recently to Emily Eats, who is actually going to be on the show soon, talking about this. And on her Instagram, she was talking about sugar, and she made some very good points about how we need to stop saying this sugar is healthier than that sugar, and I wondered your thoughts about that.
1: Yeah, and honestly, like, (laughs) I actually just finished an essay the other day of how sucralose, which is in Splenda, is derived from from sucrose. They just take away a couple atoms and link some hydrogen bonds together, so it's not metabolized in the body. It's completely metabolized differently, but, you know, it comes from sucrose. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like they throw these big words and these big marketing terms in there, and it can be really confusing to people.
0: Yeah, it it really is. It really is, and it just goes back to just as a nation, we're just – Very obsessed with labels, you know, and so is is anti-diet, is that another label though?
1: So there's, (laughs) yeah, so that's actually was a huge discussion. Mm -hmm. I took a class and we just really poured into this subject and you know, obviously we studied this from a nutritional perspective, um, as in a professional, like trying to be able to help our clients better. I wouldn't necessarily consider it a label. I can get into a little bit more of like, um, intuitive eating a little bit later. And that's kind of what I would consider at least the cornerstone of health at every size and individualized nutrition. Um, but I definitely do think that it can come off that way. I think it's just a matter of education and just making sure that you're educating yourself.
0: Right. Yeah. That, that's so true. So if someone is like, I have an anti diet mindset, but yet they go to the doctor because they maybe, I mean, we live in a nation of Americans who are overweight even though we're obsessed with that diet word or anti-diet or whatever we're obsessed with at the time but say you go to the diet or doctor and your doctor's like well you know what you you are borderline health you know you need to lose some weight but they're like no I have an anti-diet mindset like what would you recommend that they do then at that point
1: so I think one of the biggest misconceptions misconceptions about anti-diet is that word diet because we're so attuned to think that diet automatically means like super healthy, low carb, low calorie, like whatever the media is trying to push. But I think what an anti-diet or at least what I would consider the concept of that meaning is that you go into food with an intuitive mindset. Instead of, you know, Mm -hmm. what will make me smaller? What will make me healthier and stronger? And so I do think there's a lot of science to back up the um, stigma against people in bigger bodies and how they might be portrayed differently in the medical field, which, you know, change is happening and the Hayes movement is really pushing for change. But my biggest advice for somebody that is considering weight loss, maybe it could be for health reasons, it could be for, you know, recommendations from their doctor would to be start of intuitive eating, like focus on what your body needs to be stronger and to be healthier instead of just having this quote unquote ideal look. And so I think for an anti-dieter per se, it's not necessarily about just eating whatever you want, eating all the junk food. It's really being in tune with your body and what it needs to keep it healthy. And I think the weight will naturally level out. And that might not look like the Victoria's Secret supermodel. You might, you know, be in a slightly bigger body or a slightly curvier body. And that's just where you're at your healthiest. That's your set weight. And that's where your body is going to be the healthiest and the most content. Yeah, I don't.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that. Um, yeah, there's just so many people that just live not in that place of contentment with their body because they see all this stuff, and that's that's really hard. But um, like you said, though, I want to back up here that the anti diet movement is not about going to the store and saying, "Well, I just screw every diet in the world, and mm-hmm. I'm just gonna eat Twinkies and chips." and hot dogs, Mm -hmm. and cheese, and, you know, every junk food in the world, and just drink Coke on top of it, you know, like, that's not what the anti-diet movement is, right? (laughs)
1: yeah, I think for the the anti-diet movement, I think the number one goal is to get rid of that disordered complex of eating, to get rid of that fear of food, and so oftentimes when we are looking at case studies or examples of a client that grew up, you know, everybody does that restrictive eating, you know, on and off diets, fad diets, the number one thing that they do when they kind of let that go is they kind of go crazy a little bit. They're like wow I have so much freedom. I have so much like freedom with my food. Let me go get that donut or let me go start to eat coke. And so my number one recommendation Drink coke maybe. Yeah, yeah drink coke. <laughs> yeah versus eating coke which yeah. might be a whole <laughs> oh different diet that you go on. <laughs> um, She's in college folks. No, yeah just kidding. <laughs> I'm <only> 21. <laughs> um, but I think that definitely would be the goal. So definitely working with a nutrition professional. Knowing where your triggers are too Knowing that, hey, I'm working on becoming my healthiest self, fixing that disordered eating, because if I fix my mentality with food, my body's going to respond better. So it's, you know, it's hard to live in a world where it's constantly pushed um, that you need to be this ideal body, you need to eat this certain type of way. So I think being able to identify that I might need to unfollow a couple accounts or, you know, follow a couple of people in real life that aren't supporting my this health conquest right. that I'm going on. So, no, it is not going out and getting donuts every single day. But it is intuitively being like, do you know what? I've been thinking about donuts all day. I really would really enjoy a donut, and that's not going to kill you. Like you said, macronutrients are macronutrients, yeah. you know what I mean? And that might be healthy for you that day. A salad might be healthy for you that day. Or going out with your family and, you know, getting your favorite thing on the menu, you know, otherwise of how healthy you think it is or not might be healthy for you that day. So it really is up to the person. You know, the number one thing that's hard of that, though, is listening to your body, listening to what your body's telling you. There's two hormones in the body, leptin and ground, that can chore control your society and your hunger and you know growing up with disordered eating it's hard to listen to that so I think the number one step to eating intuitively eating for you listening to your body because your body will tell you what you need is trying to break those disordered eating habits
0: oh and that's so true disordered eating is so just rampant you know like we all just have these these weird things and I hear stuff come out of my mouth and I say it to my kids you know your that's cousins hard. and you're like oh why did I just say that that's I don't hard. want you to think like that like I would rather say to you you know like this is what I should be saying you know you're thinking back later like I should have said well broccoli has this vitamin and this vitamin yeah. and this vitamin and that makes you this strong and, and healthy nourished. and blah 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 you know and nourished and you know and then you know if you still want that little piece of chocolate you know exactly. that's Wine, you know that also has these good vitamins mm-hmm. in it as well as you know and so I don't you know that we aren't learning that as a society mm-hmm. we aren't passing that down as a society and therefore we're ending up in this place of um yo-yo dieting yo-yo eating and yeah. you know and I think I always go back to that too with when friends are like well I'm gonna try this or that diet for the new year and I'm like But what does that mean that you'll do this for a month and then that gives you the ability to go back to eating all like that that other food? Yeah. Like, so you like, okay, I'm going to deny myself all this, but the whole time I'm going to want it. So then when I'm done with my diet, I'm going to go back to eating this other way rather Mm -hmm. than like, you know, and then I've had opposite friends who go on like. A diet and then they'll be like, oh, you know what? Like I thought it was the gluten that bothered me and made my stomach upset, but really it was dairy. And yeah. once I realized that, then now I've cut out dairy and I feel a lot better. So, you know, there's two sides of it, but um, you're right. Like we just need to educate ourselves better yeah. and there's just that, you know, I don't think there's – Oh, there's just a lot of untruths going around. You know,
1: like, I think Mm -hmm. the number one thing when I hear people say, oh, I'm going to try this diet. Like, you know, before Christmas, I'm just going to, like, not eat any carbs so I can, (laughs) you know, get ready for the holidays. And it just makes me sad because I think the thing about intuitive eating or health at every size, people are like, oh, well, I'm not going to achieve that healthy body, that healthy weight loss that I want. What people don't understand is that these diets are literally destroying your body. When you are taking out these food groups, when you are putting your body into a state of starvation, I won't go into all the science behind it. You are setting yourself up for failure. No amount of advertising for a diet is going to convince nutrition professionals otherwise because what you do is you're setting yourself up for when you, that diet's going to end. You're going to get off keto eventually. Your body can't survive. You're going to add those foods back in. How's your body going to react? It's going to react out of fear. It's going to act out of fear and it's going to store up all those nutrients, store up all that food, all that weight because it's so afraid of you going into that starvation mode And you're going to gain all that weight back. And then you have that unhealthy mindset, like, oh, I'm such a failure. I gained all the weight back. No, you gain all the weight back because your body is unhealthy. Your body doesn't care what weight it's at. It cares about being healthy and being content. And the brain cares about having enough glucose. And when you derive your body of that, it's going to gain all that weight. It's going to go into starvation mode. There's no amount of convincing your body is going to change the fact that it wants to keep you alive. You know? Oh yeah. That I mean, that's so
0: true. Like I don't think people put those connections together. You know, they don't put those connections together that those things are gonna happen. They just, they just do it, and they, you know, then things go wacko, like you said, and then they get into this. Oh my gosh, I'm a failure, and then it's just like the cycle starts all
1: over
0: again, and um, you know, it just is. It's really sad. It's. It's really sad. So how do you move yourself into more of this anti-diet movement? Like, how do you start even changing your mindset to think like that? Because, you know, that's hard after years and years of, you know, like, not brainwashed wouldn't be the right answer, but it's that same concept. You're told something a certain way, a certain way, a certain way. Or, you know, you need to look like this, so you gotta diet, or, you know, you, that's unhealthy versus this is health. So, how do you even move into that mindset? Yeah.
1: So, I know I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, but I think the first step, honestly, and this was such a. Um, game changer for me was unfollow those accounts. Like those people that, you know, they might have good intentions, but, and they might be accurate, you know, accurate, scientifically based, but if they're making you feel less than, if they're making you feel like you need to skip that meal that day, that's not healthy for you. Nothing against those people, but it's not healthy for you. And so I think that's the first step I would go to. Definitely, I want to consider it accountability, but more of encouragement and community. Being like, hey, like, I'm going to start, you know, because it's rooted in self love and it's rooted in self acceptance and, you know, realizing who who God made you to be. Be Like, hey, I'm going to start this, you know, this this anti-diet lifestyle. If you catch me saying, like, oh, well, I don't know, like, I eat this for lunch maybe i should just have a salad for dinner even though like i'm out with my friends and i really want this pasta dish you know kind of encourage me and be like you know what like hey you're craving this pasta dish your body may need it why don't you give it a try and then see how you feel tomorrow and so i think definitely just understanding that it's rooted in self-love and self-care and your body is going to respond a lot better to self-care and self-love than it will out of fear so i think accountability in terms of community taking out those triggers per se, and then allowing yourself to eat. I think people underestimate how many calories they need for sure. I mean, you know, the nutritional calorie recommendation for an active toddler is 1400 calories, a toddler, you know? And so I think just understanding that when I'm hungry, I'm going to eat. And when I'm full, I'm going to stop. You know, and that's going to help um, elevate and, you know, level out those hormones. It's going to help leptin and ground, like I mentioned before, the society and hunger hormones, being able to accurately tell you, hey, like you're hungry, let's yeah. get a snack, or hey, you're full, like how about we just, you know, die back a little bit? So I think just kind of it's going to be a slow process um, in terms of being being able to listen to your body to what you need, but just kind of, just you got to start, you know, you got to start somewhere. And people are like, oh, I'm going to gain weight, I'm going to gain weight originally. No, just see what your body does you know like to see what is the healthiest and most sustainable diet per se for lack of a better term that you can follow
0: yeah no that's so true our bodies are well-oiled machines here exactly. in the insides like you said you know like um you know God designed these bodies they know they know what they need mm-hmm. you know like you they're gonna you know like hold on to nutri- nutrients if you are trying to deny it nutrients oh, yeah. you know like they're gonna just start storing things up and you know it is it's it's hard to get into that mindset of like oh I should Eat this when I go out because you've just been, you know, again, brainwashed to like, well, don't pick that unhealthy food there, you know.
1: If I really want it, (laughs) if I'm like thinking about that donut all day. You know what I mean? Like, and just, you know, coming from a, from a Christian based perspective, like you are worth so much more of a daughter and a son of the King of Kings to derive yourself from a healthy life, you know? And it's like our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit and, you know, gluttony can go either way. It can go, it's it's the over obsession of food. And I think, you know, you have a savior that died on the cross for you and he wants you to be healthy and happy and self-love is, you know, food we eat every day, you know? So that's like the number one way you can show yourself self-love is to honor your hunger and to honor your body and what it needs.
0: Right, right. So, uh, but, you know, again, though, we aren't talking about, though, going to the store and, you know, loading your cart up with all, like, mm-hmm. the junk food, you know, not that we're putting labels on anything, yeah. but, you know, feeding your body what it needs and taking care of it, yeah. you know, because like you said, it is a temple, it you is. know, like, that's how God describes it in the Bible. And so, um, you know, whereas you don't want to deny it all the yeah. time, but you also don't need to to fill it all the time yeah. Which, you know because your body then is not being the well-oiled exactly. machine that God
1: designed it to be and that just takes time that just takes time and understanding of your body and how it works and like you know what when I go grocery shopping I'm gonna have that well-balanced diet just plan down to have my greens I'm gonna get those chemical phytochemicals in there because I know they're good for me I know they're gonna help me feel strong but I'm also gonna pick up that pint of ice cream because I know you know, after work, sometimes I like to indulge on a bowl of ice cream, you know, so it really is just deciphering what will make me happy and strong. And that's going to be a mixture of foods, you know, that's not going to be salad, 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 even though salads are really good for you. Ice cream is really good for you too. Some days, depending on the macronutrient needs that you have. So I think it's just going up that mindset of what's not going to make me smaller, but what's going to make me happy and strong and healthy, and then the body's going to react well to that.
0: Right, right. So, what are your thoughts on when you do deny yourself of, say, we've been using the donut as an example? I love donuts. And, and, and you see this a lot like, okay, like I'm going to deny myself the donut. Nope, don't need it, don't need it, don't need it, don't need it. No, nope, no, no, no. And then, like, the next day you go and you buy, like, a dozen and, and then you, you binge. Eat them. Yeah. <laughs> and I
1: think that's, like, the number one pay- way that people are, you know, gaining all that weight that they may not want, may not be the healthiest for them. It's like, oh, I'm just going to eat. Like they like almost restrict and starve themselves all day. And they like just get these overwhelming thoughts of, oh, I'm just so hungry. I just want this donut. I just want this donut. I need this sugar because their body is asking for that glucose that they're going to go home and they're going to go binge on that huge bowl of pasta that they might not need because they're constantly thinking about this food and they're trying to fulfill that in different ways. So I think the number one thing that we see when people are trying to adapt to this intuitive eating lifestyle is you know they do kind of go you know just to kind of be funny kind of crazy in the beginning like wow like I haven't had this snicker bar in like five years I'm gonna have one today and probably have one tomorrow too and just realizing that in order to get to a point where you can accurately listen to your body you need to first break those disordered eating and fear food habits. Right, right. So
0: what would you say to that person that maybe has an issue with control, though? Like, that you know, well, I can't just eat one bar. Like, then I have to eat it all. Yeah.
1: So I think binge eating comes from, like I mentioned earlier, just a lack of calories and a lack of glucose. I think what we don't realize is that the brain is super needy and super, like, I don't really know how to say it. Just it stores a lot of glucose, and it, it wants all that glucose. And so, if you're constantly thinking- so define like glucose that, first. Yeah. So glucose is the number one energy molecule that we, that's the first source of energy that we use. So when you eat food, the macronutrients are broken down into glucose, amino acids, you know, lipids, all that stuff. And the number one fuel source the body's going to use is that glucose. It's going to kind of store the excess glucose you have in the body. It's going to kind of store those fatty acids for later use for times maybe where you're that time between lunch and dinner, just kind of keep that glucose metabolism, that energy level in your body consistent. And so the brain, the number one fuel source that it needs, and granted, you know, the brain controls the body. And so whatever it says goes pretty much is glucose. So it's going to be super just hangry and jealous for glucose. And it's going to try to steal all of it away from the body. So if you're restricting yourself throughout the day and you're just like oh my gosh I just want the- a huge bowl of ice cream I want to eat 10 Snickers bar do you know why because it's full of sugar glucose straight immediate f- fuel source mm. so that body is craving that glucose and it's wanting that it's like I just need this quick fuel source I just mm. need this it's not gonna accurately be like no I actually need carbs proteins fat mm. like I need a balanced diet It's just thinking about getting that quick fuel source because it's hungry and it's malnourished Mm -hmm. and it's like I just need something. I don't think people realize how quickly it takes for the body to kind of dip in metabolism a little bit. Mm -hmm. It doesn't require a two day fast, it requires between meals. And the body does sustain itself, but if you're constantly in a state of restriction and you just, you know, don't really eat that much all day, like I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm gonna drink coffee, appetite suppressant whatever, you're gonna binge at night. And I think that's just that vicious cycle of restriction and then binging because your body at the end of the day is gonna fight you for those nutrients. And if you did not adequately get that throughout the day, it's gonna fight you for it and you're gonna end up eating those five Snickers bar. Mm. So my number one recommendation would be just make sure you're eating enough Break that fast in the morning. Have a nutrition, bre- nutritious breakfast that fills you up. Try to stay away from appetite suppressants. Try to stay away from that second cup of coffee if you can. Eat a nutritious lunch. Try to keep those glucose levels, those energy levels constant inside the body because those dips, those times when your stomach starts to growl and you know, you're know you starting to get angry a little bit, it's going to make the brain pretty angry. And if you're restricting, you might binge later that night. And you know there's grace in that in terms of like you need to be gracious with yourself and be like, okay well tomorrow I'm seriously hungry tonight tomorrow I need to add more breakfast lunch and dinner because I don't want to go to bed hungry the body doesn't want that you don't want that um so yeah I would definitely long story short just try to have consistent nourishing meals try to keep your body and your brain healthy and happy Oh, yeah. You know, and
0: it might not come out in binge eating, and it, but it might come out anyway if other ways. So I have a funny story about this <laughs> and actually just happened here. Um, so Rachel and I are together right now, which is unusual as well because we mm-hmm. live in totally different states. But uh, and you'll like this. So I was very... Angry when we stopped at the grocery store on our way to meet you guys. (laughs) And I think you know the story. You're laughing already. But I don't think you know, like, in the car, you know, it's hard to eat. It's hard to, you know, like... I like to be healthy just because I like how my body feels at Mm -hmm. that way. So I don't eat a bunch of chips and stuff just because, well, hey, I've just never been a chip person. Um, But anyway, or whatever. So I've just never been, like, one of those people, let's just grab a fast snack at the gas station. It's just not me. So, you know, we get to the store, and I'm, like, going to get some groceries. I'm, like, filling it up. I'm very hungry, though. (laughs) And, like, get up to the cash register. Not good decisions are happening and they're like, well, to save this money, you gotta have our card, oh our <laughs> discount card. Oh my gosh, bad decisions were definitely happening because yes. out of my mouth came. I will fill out this stupid card and slam it across the register at you for you to take this stupid card. And I'm not even going to fill it out. Just give me the card. And later I was like, oh my gosh, like there was some immediate things. I knew I was hungry. I knew I was acting out of angry because those brain connections crazy, were just though? not firing correctly. Yeah. Isn't
1: it crazy how like angry? Because I'm, I get my, you know, my mom, she's next to me. She will attest that I get super angry all the time. And isn't it crazy though how like, Hunger, you know, it is fuel. Like Mm -hmm. you really got to think about like that, and like it will affect how you treat people. You know, like hunger is like the worst because you're like tired and you're fatigued, and then you're like. Ah, I'm so hungry and want to eat. And can we mm-hmm. talk about the going to the grocery store while you're hungry? Yeah, I feel like I get yeah so much more food than what I need. Yeah, and then eat half of it on the way home. Oh yeah, but yeah, I think I just think it's interesting that you know the brain body connection of like hunger is real. You know, yeah. and that's like kind of a sign how important food is it for is. the body. You know what I mean? So,
0: and I think you know like um and we you know by doing like anti diet or intuitive eating um. You know, we aren't saying, like, oh, well, just eat all this healthy food. Don't eat all the – you know, like, we've talked about that this whole time. But it is just, like, a more comprehensive listening to your body is is. what I'm hearing. You're
1: intuitively in tune to your body. And it's like, you know, what what will – what does my body need? What will make me feel nourished? And I think a good starting point for people that – you know, have grown up in that world of disordered eating, which I'm sure everybody has, especially with the marketing that we have today, just pushing that quote unquote ideal body image is to start with kind of the 80-20 rule. And I'm not trying to put a perimeter of what you can eat, but just trying to focus on like, okay, I'm going to have 80% of my food be colorful. And I'm not going to use the word healthy, but just like full of life and, you know, whole foods. And then 20% of that food might be, like, that Snickers bar that I really want mm. or, you know, me being a vegan, that, like, non-dairy ice cream that I've been eyeing for the past week. And so just making sure that that's available to you um, will make sure that you are able to break those disordered eating habits.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. And I think that's such a great place to start. It's a, good place to it's start. a very good place to start. Yeah. To, um,
1: And, you know, and I
0: think, you know, like you said, it takes – a conscious effort to block the people that, you know, you're following on social media who you don't even know who are, making you know, and when you look at their profile, you know, they're not even, they're not a dietitian, They're not a nutritionist. They're not anything. They're just some influencer Mm -hmm. who's trying to maybe getting paid by a brand, you know? So, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing (laughs) wrong with being influenced. Nothing wrong with getting paid by a brand. That's how things work. But, um, just don't go all in on one person and one yeah, thing yeah. when it, when it seems a little off, you know, and, um, and I feel bad for, um, you know, young girls, especially, but young boys also, because, um, you know, they're seeing this and they're just, you know, getting it done, in done, I can't say that word. Mm-hmm. They're getting just all these messages thrown at them, um. And, you know, they're young, so they don't yet have their brains developed to be able to process what yeah. is right, what is wrong. And so they just have all these messages. Oh, and that's so hard. But it's also so hard to actually take the time to be intuitive and listen it is. to your body. Because
1: it, it does take time. And that's something I also wanted to touch on was we live in a super fast society. And, you know, sometimes just running through the fast food line is the only time that you have. So I think... And, you know, people might disagree with me on this, but, it, you know, it's a, it's an act of self-care and self-love, taking the time to invest in your health. So what that might look like, that might look like pre-planning your meals, meal prepping if you know you're not going to have that much time before. And that might be able to help you more intuitively listen to your body because you have more options. You are not like, well, you know, I really am craving a healthy, you know, salad with, you know, a side of pasta, you know, just it's this huge mixed meal, but I don't have time. Someone's gonna run through the drive thru and just get whatever they have. So, and there's nothing necessarily wrong from that in terms of like, definitely don't do that every single day. But I think just being able to realize that you are important and you are loved and you are valued and it's time for you to start investing in yourself and that might look like investing in what you're eating because what you eat is a direct representation of your health.
0: Right. And I think just start li- listening to your body after you um, yeah. ran through the drive through and you get that unhealthy food. How do you feel afterwards? Do you feel lethargic? Do you feel that feeling of, ooh, I don't you know, I need to go take a nap now. You know, yeah, like yeah. you know, just start listening to that and putting pieces together. And I will say, um, you know, and I wouldn't say Joe whatever, he wouldn't even know what intuitive eating means, but he said he's said this before, you know. He's like, you know, since I went plant based and we, you know, we ate healthy before, but you know, um, here I am using labels. We ate healthy <laughs> okay. before, yeah. but anyways, we ate uh, colorful before. Now we <laughs> eat a plethora of colors on the rainbow. Now, but he, you know, he was like at work one day. He was telling me, and the truck driver was like, "Oh man, I just can't wait to go to the Chinese buffet and just load up and load up and load up." And then it's you no, know, like, and he's saying, like, mm-hmm. you know, it'll be a little tired afterwards. It'll feel a little full, but that's okay. And just, just like why would you want to feel the yeah. rest of that? Like, yeah. Why
1: would you want to feel like that after you eat, I though? People, like it's <laughs> crazy. Like, I, you know, cut out gluten in my senior year of high school, and I'm a senior in college now, so it's been a while. Um, but it was really insane the health changes that it made. That I wasn't even aware of. So I think yeah. a lot of people don't realize – what certain foods are doing to them and i like i'm not saying go cut out everything and just you know eat right. vegetables every day but that gluten that dairy that fast food you know you might feel so much better without it. it's very high possibility that you aren't so um feeling your best while you're eating it and so i would just suggest that you know like you said listen to your body but it's also like a double-edged sword because some people might not realize that they're not at their healthiest state you know because they kind of grew up eating all this stuff i mean you know fast foods everywhere so yeah i would definitely just commit to choosing yourself in terms of i'm gonna choose self-love today and i'm gonna really think for myself what does my body need um and just, you know, may not listen to your brain the first couple of weeks just because you did grew up with that disorder eating and just the marketing and everything's being pushed constantly, but just kind of realizing that you do need that colorful palette and you do need these nourishing meals to get you to your healthiest self because who doesn't want to be their healthiest self? It can be cheap and easy, you know, but you just, it just takes time. You know, I know people don't want to hear that, but you got to invest in your health.
0: Right, yeah, and I think, yeah, I, the whole time thing people use as a as a clutch, but, you know not to say it but um, especially if you have an iPhone just look down all those apps track where you're putting your time and do yeah. you really need to be that much time on that social media or could you be investing in doing some kitchen
1: prep you yeah. know or something like that um, and once you do it like it's it comes simplified you know what I mean like you get used to it and it's like you feel better so you get motivated to do it it's kind of working out you just gotta get started you know what I mean it's like the same thing it's like you're training your mind you just you just gotta get started
0: oh yeah so true so has this mindset helped you in your own life kind of adopting this intuitive eating anti-diet movement mindset
1: yeah so I really appreciate that my university has adapted this just because they did you know, mentioned when we first joined the program, like, hey, you're going to be learning about food 24-7. Yeah. Like, you got to really be careful and take care of yourself and watch out to make sure that you're not, you know, being restrictive or falling into disordered eating habits. So I think it's definitely been super freeing in terms of, like, just being able to really listen to my body and, like, what it needs. And I feel like as a nutrition professional, being around people that's constantly talking about food, not necessarily that we have... You know, we, we try to stay away from lingo such as unhealthy or healthy and stuff like that. But it can be toxic being around people 24-7 that all you're learning about is food. And so I think just being able to understand this is my body and this is the body that God gave me. And what I eat is going to be different than what Susie may eat or mm-hmm. what my professor might bring to class that day. So it's definitely helped me in that. And I definitely feel my strongest and my healthiest when I'm eating a variety of food instead of being like, well, you know, I had – you know, that donut three days ago, even if I really want it today, I'm just not going to have one for like another week, Saturday so I my donut for the week. And that just develops this, this unhealthy um, perspective of food, and that in itself will harm you way more. Your eating disorder will harm you way more than that donut will, you know? And so, it's definitely helped me in that, and also to navigating conversations with my friends, being careful of what I say in front of them mm. you know what I mean like well I don't know about that soda because that's a lot of sugar you know like being careful of watching yeah. that you know what I mean just kind of keeping it to myself and like, what does my body need because that one friend might need that and might want that for that day you know so it's definitely on me personally but also to just be a better friend and like love people well by watching the terminology that I
0: Oh, love people well by watching the terminology that you use. We just we all need that. We all need that. And it's a hard balance, honestly, because you want to encourage those that you love to eat the rainbow. And, you know, you want to see them thrive. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, but like you said, like everybody has to come to this on their own terms and, you know, it's better to be an example.
1: It is. Cause, you know, that friend is gonna see you, you know, living that healthy, full mm-hmm. free life. It's freedom, you know? Yeah. It really is. And just kind of see what you're doing and how happy and how healthy you look. And then be like, wow, like, you know, Sarah has that salad for lunch. But then she also, like, you know, has that glass of wine or that cup of ice cream with like sprinkles on it or something. Yeah. I don't know. Before she goes to bed, like, wow. And she's so happy and healthy. She doesn't even think twice about it. She's like, oh, yeah. well. I really don't know, like it's ice cream, it's a lot of sugar. Um, so I think it definitely is a start of loving people well in terms of, you know, being that example for them, mm-hmm. um, for real, for sure.
0: Oh, this is so good, Rachel. I love this conversation. Yeah, if people have more questions about this, where can they reach out to you or how can they find you on social yeah, media?
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, I think my, so my social media is R-A-C-H-H-O-M-A-N um i'm not very i'm on social media but i think if i would love to answer any questions um i do study this and i also have a bunch of resources and a bunch of professors that are certified officially and they would love to help out um so if you have any questions feel free to um, email me at rach homan so r-a-c-h-h-o-m-a-n at outlook.com i promise i'll get back to you i love answering this isn't the profession i'm going into so i would love to answer any questions that you may have and this is um you know a super condensed topic that we just talked about in terms of we I try to jam-pack it all in there. But it can't be confusing. And, you know, I can – there's a bunch of books out there. So pointing you towards resources.
0: Yes, yes. So definitely we will link all of this in the show notes and all of Rachel's information as well. So you can follow up with her with any questions. Or you can just even get encouragement because she's a really great encourager as well. And maybe you just need – a word about yeah, stay on that path of listening yeah. to your body, or you know what, like you know, just whatever it is that you're going through when it comes in regards to food, and you know, Rachel, I love that you said like your professors were like, hey, you got to get this right with yourself when you yeah. start this program because you're going to be thinking about food 24 seven, mm-hmm. and it's like that's on top of that we already think about food 24 exactly.
1: <laughs> seven. And I'm gotta, I gotta like, you know, if I'm like, gonna be at a state in my future profession when I graduate to People, I need to be in my healthiest mindset, yeah. you know, and I need to be able to, in order to help people. I feel like, especially in this profession, I need to have that lack of disordered eating. I need to like be really intuitive to what I need and just make sure I'm keeping myself healthy and happy.
0: Yes, definitely for sure. All right, this was awesome. Thank it you, Rachel. Was, yeah, thank, thank you, you for, for coming having on. Me. It was yes, so much thank fun. you. <laughs> so much fun. I just love that episode with Rachel. She is such a smart, compassionate confident woman. And I'm just not saying that because I'm her aunt, although I am super proud of her. I would love to know your thoughts about anti-diet culture and the health at every size movement. I love that Rach came on and talked about that. And it's so exciting and hopeful to see younger generations addressing these concerns head on. The concern of our obsession with diet and looks and all of that and how it is kind of being more harmful than helpful. If you want to learn more about Rachel or anything we talked about today, head over to our sponsored blog, badtothebull.com forward slash 19. Once again, that's badtothebull.com forward slash 19. You can find out how to connect with her or you can connect with us on social media and say hi. We would love to hear your thoughts.